Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five will make it down now. Yeah, okay. Right, are we ready, cousins, from different dozens? You did that with your mouth. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And that was really good. That sounded like the cricket music. Yeah, dun- that music is better than cricket. <laughs> Shut up. You it is. Oh, you wouldn't show that if Bish was here. I would. Five will make you get down, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Egypt march on in the AFCON and Frankie Lampard is a toffee. It's Monday 31st of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Happy Monday, everybody. It's good to have you with us. Petey, Jimmy and me to talk about all things football. Mm. Are you raring to go, PED? I'm ready to go. I've had a lovely weekend of watching as much football as I can. Yes. With the limited opportunities, the Premier League not being on, of course. How much football was that? Can you tell us? How In, in, in minutes? A couple of matches. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. Well, there were four AFCON quarterfinals. Yeah. There so were, Jim. <laughs> there was plenty. <laughs> <laughs> you said that as if I had been suggesting there hadn't been. Yeah, well, you know, you, you seem to imply like, how much football yeah. is that? Not exactly Mr. Peter O'Hanra and Run. Trying to catch him out. Well, mm. the, the AFCON is where we start. It is. Indeed. And the big one was Egypt versus Morocco. It ended 2 1 mm. to Egypt. Mo Salah at the centre of it all, of course. They're through. And uh, it was it was a good victory for them because I, I fancied Morocco at the start of the tournament. And, and at I the start said, of the game. At the start of the game, you Jimmy. Think? 
Well, I did. After six minutes, Buffel obviously tucked away the penalty, and I thought Egypt. You know, they've they've flattered to deceive a little bit in this tournament, and uh, I just fancied Morocco to kind of really go for it. But it turned out that it wasn't the case that uh, that, that the Moroccans were going to win the tournament. I was wrong again. Um, but Salah, though, lovely setup, lovely goal. Well, I mean, it was a tap in. But once again, Jim... You've got to be there, haven't you? You do. Yeah. They're not a one-man team, let's be absolutely clear about that. But they do have possibly the best player in the world in yeah, their team. and he is <laughs> their best help. player. <laughs> and he stands out. And he was fantastic. Egypt, they've taken a little while to get going, really. Mm. They've been very, very conservative, as you would expect, under Carlos Quiros. Um, yes. But um, they kind of dug in when it mattered there. And I think mm. like they actually remind me a little bit of how England approached... Um, the Euros is is very very conservative and mm. and and they're not um they're not really kind of going all out gung ho mm-hmm. trying to just uh, attack 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 but um generally games between Egypt and Morocco have been very very low scoring and quite tight attritional mm. affairs and this was this was similar really was. a lot of um you know a lot of needle yes <laughs> a lot of needle <laughs> there what we like well we saw um uh, we, we we saw Hakimi's shorts being pulled down um you love to point. see it. You love yeah. to see it, and I and I I felt sorry for Hakimi because he kind of created the penalty with a lovely run. And he sort of dragged his team through mm-hmm. the tournament. Certainly, the, yeah. the the free kick in the last round, the crazy free kick that went in against uh, was it Gabon? Can't remember. Uh, either way, they they got through uh, thanks to that free kick. But yeah, it was a shame, really. And we got to see his bum. So yeah, do you feel that that so was... an athletic bum is a is a rare treat? It's a beautiful thing. And if you ever go on, um, I, I guess I'd just call it gay Twitter, uh, gay football Twitter, mm. is uh, is a lot of beautiful um, um, uh, Twitter accounts where it's just like talking about men's bums. Is that <laughs> it's, right? it's fascinating. Speaking as a man who doesn't have an ass. Oh, it's um, it's real kind of like I'm going shopping for yeah. bums. Okay, that's what I wondered. <laughs> I don't have a bum. Well, go on then. Well, if you, you so... could get an implant, could you not? I guess I could, but it would look funny if I got a massive one. Hmm. I mean, you had your well, sweat Brazilian bum off, Why not get a bum put in? <laughs> I was about to say, I think... I Brazilian think, bum lifts. I think we can talk him into this. Yeah. <laughs> if, you were to ch- if it involves spending money, I'll do it. What would you go for? Uh, I'd probably go for... Uh, uh, I don't, what do you mean? Whose bum would I go for? I mean, you can name someone if you want, but okay. I was thinking that. So I think you oh, would... different kinds of bums. Is yeah, it different like, kind of bums? I don't know. You would I just go like a normal a... man's bum. That you go, go a... that's a nice normal man's bum. Would you go for a big one? Would be more perfect? I'd want comfort over form. Yeah. Uh-huh. So a proper cushion, kind proper of back cushion, there. Like yeah. A memory foam bum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When are we going to get those mattress adverts? I don't know, but I think uh, we've just tapped into something there. Yeah. Uh, can we patent that before the show's happen? Yeah. Uh, before someone steals that idea, which no doubt they will try and do. Uh, Speaking of butts, though, uh-huh. I do. I I never get on board with the French word for goal because it comes up on the screens. When I noticed got, that as well. And I sort of go, and yeah. it comes on the screen because obviously it's, it's in uh, it's in Senegal. But like, I just sort of go. In Cameroon. I, sorry, Cameroon. It, it's not. It's not. It's not meaty enough. Yes. A word. Add another you in there, France. Don't Come on, I've word, never like. Don't use the word meat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet your boot. I want to meet your boot. I did see that, but it's just with one T. But it just says boot. I thought well, yeah, it was that's like that, a I mean, VAR yeah. call. No penalty, but. but. Like, oh! <laughs> what's about happening? <laughs> but I've never liked that word. I don't think it really sums up the joy of goal is meaty and yeah. juicy and. Yes. Oh, I'm horny this morning. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know what you mean. It's funny, isn't it? Because either side of of them, they've got the English goal, they've got the Spanish goal. Yeah, yeah. like there, there you are. What you know, you could have you've, you've ruined it. Yeah, you've, you've like a little. It makes you think of Daz's boot. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, could no, I don't know. Could do Jim, um, but yes, uh, <laughs> back to the. I want to talk about that save uh, Egypt's keeper Mohammed Abu Gabal made, which yeah. he sort of pushed onto the bar. When that goes, I think it, I forget who's on commentary. Mm. They just said, I thought that was a goal. Yeah, like when the ball comes in, you see the header is about the connection is made, and it was a stunning save. Brilliant he was save. standing in for their number one, who was out, and then he had to go off injured and so the number three had to play extra time I love yeah. that he's a third choice keeper I mean obviously that he's a professional he's always ready gloves on and all that but mm. you don't really think right you're going to go in it's pretty pressurised situation yeah. <laughs> extra time against Morocco although you know. actually because of the Covid situation maybe more yeah, than usual yeah, yeah. The, the you know the reserve goalkeepers will expect to play a little bit more be a bit more on your toes because you can there's being professional and there's there's being realistic right yeah. a third choice goalkeeper at most tournaments however much you might try and prepare you don't mm. really expect to play yeah, but no, you're just in that extra little just eating loads of ketchup <laughs> yeah, exactly. eating loads of junk food yeah let's <laughs> just go on yeah, I've got yeah, to go yeah. for a sleep. <laughs> Pepe Rain is going, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, is <laughs> Best just, job of the world. Yeah. Where's Pepe? You've got to come on. He's up there with pom-poms leading the job <laughs> and the boys, you know. <laughs> um, indeed. Uh, but Egypt uh, will face Cameroon in the semi-final. Mm. Big. Yeah, it doesn't huge. actually come any bigger than that. The two, I believe Egypt are the most successful side yeah. in the history of, Cameroon of, the host. of the tournament. Cameroon the host. And I think... Ooh, off the top of my head, they might be the second most successful side. They're certainly one of the most successful mm. side, Cameroon. And as you say, they're the host. They beat Gambia, sorry, two yeah. nil. Uh, um, I mean, Gambia, wonderful tournament. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing the hosts, who are you're a better side, uh, and they've, they've been they've been scoring goals, which mm. you know, not not every team can say. Cameroon right. have been very, very, very good. That's right. Yeah, um, but Cameroon though, they 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 know Egypt well. They've they've faced each other a couple of times in recent memory in the final. Um, of course, it was the 2017 final. Egypt haven't won the tournament since 2010, and people might think, well, it's not that bad. We're only in 2022 now, but of course that was off the back of three wins uh, and, uh, and and a very successful time. Uh, Mo Salah came into the side a year after that, so he's yet to win. Uh, the African Cup of yeah. Nations, you know. So uh, that, that, the massive game, that one. Um, um, we very much look forward to it. Uh, in the other semi, it will be Senegal versus Burkina Faso. Of course, Senegal beat Equatorial Guinea 3-1. Good run for Equatorial Guinea. But again, mm. coming up against Senegal, who yeah. showed a bit of quality. Um, and they, 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 they dealt with this game sort of fairly early on, didn't they? They did. And yeah. also, I mean, Senegal have taken a while to get going. Yeah. And they... Obviously, this is a is a mismatch. Senegal are ranked twentieth in the world. They're the highest ranked team there, and Equatorial Guinea are ranked one hundred and fourteenth. They've done amazing to. I mean, that, there. that like is incredible, a huge, isn't it? huge achievement. But Senegal have, have they've they've huffed and puffed and, yeah. and and really struggled to find their form. And well, they're the hosts. Know yeah, it's sometimes a... happens with the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're the hosts. Yeah, the hosts. Everything's happening in a different country. Yeah, they don't understand who could have foreseen what's that? Going on. I mean, like I it's... wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past uh, Calf to do that. To be honest, <laughs> really fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's um, yeah it's, Senegal needed a, a performance like this yeah. they were very good I mean, mm. again the playing field is, is a bit of a strange one but they uh, they've just been a bit boring to be honest mm. but they were they were really good I could, I could watch that Sargol again and again at the uh, at the back end of that match just sis, the control taking that ball mm. down and just putting it on a plate for Sar wow yeah lovely, lovely. wowzers wowzers wow. wow. indeed and, and Burkina Faso they beat Tunisia um, 1-0 Burkina Faso they 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 reached the final, was it in 2013? You know, certainly in recent memory. You know, they're they're a, they're a side that have never made a World Cup. Therefore, the wider world, us, you know, we don't really know too much about them. But they've, they've got a bit of quality, and they're, and they're there. So it's a strong semi-final lineup, I think. It is the fourth time they've reached the semis, in, you know, and, and as I say, three of them in the last nine years, actually. Yeah. They're going to be without Doctor Elbows, aren't they? <laughs> 
Dr. Elbows. Dr. Elbows. Who's that then? <laughs> Talk us through Dr. Elbows. Dango Atara. He, uh, he, uh, Uatara, the, yeah. um, he, he scored a goal and then uh, elbowed someone in the face. And yeah, he can have no complaints <laughs> because it was a nasty elbow. Yeah, I shame for him. Hell of a day. Yeah. Presumably, he'll miss the that that semi final. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so there we are. But uh, yeah, moments before the press conference for, for this game, someone went up to the front, took the microphone and cables, and ran away. Mm. I love an XLR cable microphone yeah. football story. Just like, I, I, I don't want to hear anything you lot have got. To say. <laughs> um, officials chased him, but they weren't able to to catch him. And reportedly, Caff had rented the equipment from the man and hadn't paid him. The scene is so typically, typically calf. Yes. Really. I, I love that, like, <laughs> they chased him. Yeah, it's, like, it's mm. his stuff. Like, did they chase him to give him the money? But I am going to assume they didn't do that. <laughs> well, he like, probably didn't outrageous. know it was his stuff, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe didn't make it clear. I'm the owner of this equipment and I'm taking, I'm taking it, it back. Home. I don't you're, know if you're he, bloody not. I don't know if he proclaimed that as he sort of swiped it. Well, do you, do you remember like a couple of years ago in the uh, CAF Champions League, the two teams were playing and uh, there was a contentious decision. All the players kind of swamped the referee mm. uh, and demanded him to use the use the, the screen and do VAR and uh, the, 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 the referee had to sheepishly admit that, uh, yeah, it's not working. VAR's not oh, working. Oh, and, it's no, not been, and it's not been working all match. And, oh, God. And that, you know, we, we've talked about CAF's limitations in this tournament and, and they really do get the basics uh, wrong and there's a lot of point, uh, fingers being pointed uh, mm. on a completely serious tack. Yes. Uh, about the deaths outside the stadium, but look, it, there needs to be something done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, they've got two semi-finals to try and get the organisation right, and, and so on and so forth. And I mean, even on the pitch, wouldn't all be breath. No, yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 on the pitch, is, uh, you know, as we mentioned it's not been sort of roses. The refereeing uh, decisions have been quite interesting, with a lot of sendings yeah, off. And, it's and been so very, on. very um, over the top, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And um, here's a segue for you, Jim. You know. Um, Talking of red cards and controversial sendings off, what about the uh, Israeli Premier League uh, the other day? Did anybody see that? <laughs> well, you know me, I'm a real... <laughs> I've been watching football on the weekend. How much football did I watch? <laughs> uh, Hapoel Beersheva and uh, former Celtic man Hatem Abd El Hamid was sent off after the game by referee, the referee because he shook his hand too firmly. <laughs> There's so much going on there. Yeah. What, what, a, what a microcosmic psychodrama that is. Because <laughs> it is annoying when someone shakes your hand too vigorously. Weirdly, it sort of we seems are wet a bit boys insecure. Well, yeah, we, well, exactly, yeah, we are very, yeah, very, very wet. But I resent the use of uh, handshakes to assert dominance and authority. Would exactly. you say, right. so maybe, the referees, maybe the referees had enough. Like, this is toxic masculinity. <laughs> this is 2022. I'm not having it anymore good on yeah. him apparently the, the club CEO uh, was next to him and confirmed that the referee had said that the handshake had hurt him yeah um, and uh, El Hamid said I did not use extraordinary force this is my handshake this is my handshake yes, yes. I mean this is, it's my threatening handshake but it is my handshake let me try one of those like special Masonic ones <laughs> like this kind of you put your wiggly yeah. finger around or something. Maybe that's why he tried to know. Okay, can you just order the result? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what happened. We're joking. Sod off. Right, let's go to CONCACAF. Canada 2, USA 0. Come yeah. on. Whoa. This is happening. This is happening. It's happening. The, 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 the country that Luke often calls America's hat yeah. has done his boys and a, a He good says and... it and then tells people he said it. Yeah. <laughs> Every well, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first competitive midwinter fixture in Canada since 1985. 
And they qualified for the 1986 World Cup. They thought to themselves, hang about. Hang about. Hang about. We're a superstitious bunch in football. Uh, maybe that's a good omen. Well, yeah, they're still unbeaten, top of the group. And if, if things go their way, I think they can qualify this Wednesday. Yes, they play... El Salvador, maybe they've I think thought. it is El Salvador. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's just an incredible performance, and, and the US there just had nothing to nothing to yeah. in reply really. But I tell you what, though, that John Herdman, he's mm-hmm. from well, near in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. County Durham, in, in the northeast of England, uh, could be the other English manager of the World mm-hmm. Cup this year. <laughs> um, he he said he talks about this team; they want to really put football. Sort of on the map in Canada on the hat on the hat on the hat we want to have a football up there you know they, they want people to be interested we've seen what's happened in the US in sort of recent decades I and, the, and the Canadian women's team obviously won the Olympics last absolutely year absolutely right it's yeah, also, it all bodes very well Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David as well they've got some they've got some decent players yeah. in there in, in, in Alfonso's not gone. been involved in the recent games there you go and they're still winning Jim. exactly you know? and there's, it's a crop of players that are maybe going to go and do something and, exactly. you love, and you love to see the uh, the, the, the keeper the Canadian keeper Manon Barjan uh, oh, what a save. wearing it, it, did some amazing shows that match. Wearing what can only be described as lovely grey wank pants. <laughs> very, very enjoyable grey joggers. G- Proper wank pants. Gabor Kirai esque, the Hungarian <laughs> yes, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just the grey. Really, yeah. you really notice stains on grey joggers. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Karai, the famous grey joggers? I do. Yeah. Do you know they they sold? I'm, tr- them? I'm trying really hard to think about him. Yes, instead of yeah. everything else that's happening in this oh, conversation. What's he doing? Oh, Pete starts talking just about adjusting. Is he just he's tasted by accident? <laughs> <laughs> what, what have we done, everybody? Uh, are we ready to talk about the championship uh, and yeah. uh, the, the, the EFL? Because Derby County uh, drawing two all with Birmingham City. <laughs> what a mm. comeback that was! Yeah, and what a goal as well from Christian Bielik, a 95th minute equaliser. Really, hurt, really put his body on the legs. He was, oh. he was in agony in these celebrations. He was like, my shoulder! <laughs> yeah. I've fucked it! Oh, it was worth it, though, surely. I, oh, having I'd the keeper in attendance to, to... score an overhead kick. Yeah, definitely. And, and the keeper was like, going, came mm. up for the header or he whatever, and he was just right in front of him. So he, just, he was there to celebrate with him. I love to see it. It's funny, though, when a player gets the Derby injured. Story. Like, if, if you get injured, but you score, they tend to focus on the injury. Yeah. It's kind of like... Like go like ah, oh, bit of you know like yeah, do sort of half and half I think because like the keeper was almost trying to tell him no no, no it's a goal like, you've done it can you, can you not hear the crowd is up at me shoulder up <laughs> me shoulder yeah well they, that, they, that's going to be in the uh, in the season highlight package isn't it him, yeah. him well. in, in agony trying to pull himself through doing a bicycle kick putting yeah. his body on the line this is a metaphor for our season <laughs> <laughs> tell you what though like the scenes again. All the the, the 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 positivity, all the kind of uh, what's the, the the momentum that they have, yeah. and results like that, performances like that, I, you really really wouldn't put it past them surviving. Well, There's no, a long because, way to go. As we've said before, if you if you add the points back, mm. they'd be near mid table, so it's it shouldn't be surprising that they keep getting wins. What is mm. exceptional is obviously they've this squad was very threadbare and kind mm. of thrown together. Rooney is doing a really really good job there, he and is, it, yeah. it's. Um, I mean, do you hear what Neil Warnock said this week? Go on. He essentially said um, Rooney will never have an easier job because there's like there's no expectation, and that means there's less pressure and et cetera, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe he enjoyed he enjoyed that kind of thing when he was yeah. a manager. But the word I mean, easy... Warnock was at pains to say, oh, "I'm not criticising. I'm not easy is not the right word." But, yeah, but I yeah. get what he's saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there is no pressure on him because if Derby just completely flopped and finished bottom of the league. Yeah. saying like everyone will go yeah well obviously. what else do you expect yeah but seven points from safety I mean Reading have lost the last five they're dropping like a stone Peterborough have, have, have lost four of the last five whereas Derby have, have you know picked up a few wins mm. of late 
It's, it's, it's difficult though, isn't it? Because this being the championship, there's only 103 games that's left right. to go. So. That's right, yeah. Plenty of twists and turns. Mm. They'll end up getting like sixth spot and going up or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they win the last three games and they're in the playoffs. Um, but yes, they're over 32,000 inside uh, uh, Pride yeah. Park, uh, their biggest league attendance. For and that, years. that's been really impressive as well, isn't it? It's, it, it's in, inspiring, really, to mm. see how the you know the Derby fans are, are are actually coming together in in so many situations where a club gets into a crisis like this. It becomes terminal, doesn't it? And yeah. you know, every, there's just so much negativity around it that everyone's just really, really down. But Derby have been the opposite of that. They've they've been yeah. really, really getting behind the team. And I think Wayne Rooney turning down Everton to stay. Yeah. Um, has has galvanised them even more as well. It's it's um, it's really impressive stuff and good luck to them. Well, it shows you. I mean, such a huge name in football, Wayne Rooney. We can often mm. forget that, of course. But but, but Rooney, he he could have jumped ship, you know, or, or he mm. wasn't offered the Everton job, but he could have sort of gone for it. He's like, no, I'm here to stay. And, and that quote he said, you know, he said, I believe I'll be a Premier League manager one day, and I'm 100 percent ready for that. But I've got a job to do here, and that's quite admirable, as, as mm. you say, because yeah. like what the best he can hope for is you you just survive. But of course. If they do survive, and providing they are still playing bloody football by the end of the season, which is why they're marching, the fans, and they're, they're trying to galvanise the team, um, it will be a phenomenal achievement. And actually, he knows as well that if he stays in that job and and helps them survive, he'll always, he'll never have to buy a drink ever again in Derby. No. Do you know what I mean? And and I think that there's 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 not much of that left in football. Someone says, "No, I'm here to do a job. I'm committed to this, and it's very important." And he gets the he. I think he just gets the situation. Yeah. I mean, the circumstances of it. When you say just take a step back from it, are absolutely incredible. Yeah. He do, he, he went there as as a player. Yep. Just kind of yep. have a just keep playing, have a bit mm. of a not quite a swan song, but just to no, I know what just you mean. to just to keep his career going for a bit. Kind of ended up the manager as by accident, mm-hmm. and here he is, just like getting stuck in, like yeah. as if like as if he'd expected this challenge it's, it's unreal it's brilliant from him yeah mm. absolutely right absolutely right uh, elsewhere Billy Sharp became the all-time championship record goal scorer with That's his 122nd goal which is which is a hell of an achievement because if you goals. think about it if you're scoring a lot of goals in the championship well presumably you'd then move up to the Premier League so you're not going to be around in the championship long enough but he's had a remarkable career Sharp and of course he has played Premier League football um, but yes he, he leaps fro- he leapfrogs at David Nugent who previously held the record with 121 goals mm. so yeah I think Mitrovic is probably like five behind us and not, he scored he's... them all this season <laughs> he netted again but Fulham uh, <clears throat> they, they could only draw one all uh, with Blackpool, uh, Blackpool sorry at home mm. which was quite surprising Blackpool Sam- got your number mate yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly they had a lot points. of chances though Fulham didn't they they, they should, should have won the game but the, the, I mean very sad news though the game uh, was halted for quite a bit the Fulham supporter Paul Parrish rushed the hospital and, and died later um, <clears> suffering <throat> from a cardiac arrest which uh, is awful to see. Uh, I, did, I, did, I sort of actually think, like, did this sort of thing happen like kind of back in the day? Because we didn't see a lot of stoppages. I presume these things happened all the time, like back in no the day. Is, are, are people just taking this more seriously? Are they um, are they in, uh, getting the, uh, the, the 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 medical staff from, from mm. clubs to get involved? I presume that's that's why. It's a good thing. I'd support yeah, it. I yeah, just yeah. I just it was just weird that I've never. It's kind of a new thing since, since probably since Ericsson, to be honest. Yeah, quite possibly. Weird. Quite possibly. Um, and to, to finish the, the the first half of uh, this podcast, more unwanted news. Um, um, of course, on Sunday, video, uh, photos and an audio recording were posted on, on a women's Instagram uh, account reporting incidents uh, incidents of physical violence involving Mason Greenwood. I'm sure everybody's seen this and, mm. and perhaps some people have uh, read a bit more and so on. But yeah, a statement from Manchester United yesterday said that Greenwood would not return to training or play matches until further notice. Um, the statement said nothing about a formal suspension, though, and that was then followed by confirmation that the police had arrested Greenwood on suspicion of, of rape and assault. And police say they're working uh, to establish the full circumstances. But 
you, you just cannot imagine what the world looks like today for the woman in question. Yep. And, mm. you, and you certainly can't uh, imagine how those images and sound uh, mm-hmm. sound clips can uh, make other women who've gone through those experiences, mm-hmm. uh, how they make them feel. And there's very little we can legally say, just simply course, because, yeah. because we are we have to be legally responsible. But I, I we, we certainly agree with Laura Williamson's piece in The Athletic. There's mm-hmm. always more that can be done on a club level. There's always more that football uh, can do. Uh, and it almost uh, pretty much always gets it wrong. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, more on that, I guess, as... Uh, as, as the days go on. But you're right to highlight because it was, it was a very good piece indeed. <clears throat> All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Oh, I love Linvoy. Linford Grimes. <laughs> Linford Grimes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Ramble. It's now time for some emails. It's Kate, Jules, Jim or Vish, Marcus, Luke or Pete the Tit. Andy might just read up one in show at footballramble.com. Email show at footballramble.com. Sven. Very relaxing, isn't it? That mm-hmm. last bit. Yeah. Very reassuring. It's like you're at a spa day. It's like he's just turned up. Yeah. Do you uh, think that's the noise that, that 
like just the atmosphere makes when he enters a room. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Slash sexy. Up two banks of four. It's going to be great. <laughs> so Cameron Speed has been in touch. I can only assume he got to choose his own name when he was five. Um, <laughs> so Cameron says... Or as a bassist for a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron says, heard your call for the highest foot in football. This is easily the highest foot I've ever seen and may even rival Allison's. In one of Rudy Gasted's easily forgettable appearances for Melbourne Victory in the A-League, he decided to attempt to clear a corner with a karate kick, mm. despite the ball being about eight foot in the air and the oncoming six foot two striker leaping to head the ball. The A-League is a much dimmer place now the human lamppost is gone. <laughs> um, and it is like the picture is amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the, the picture that Cameron has sent, uh, we'll, we'll put it on socials. Um, it's like there's some trick of the angle it makes it look like his foot is going through the player mm. <laughs> it's really something I'd like I'd like him and Alisson because obviously that's what we were talking about at the high feet when Alisson didn't get sent off for Brazil against uh, Ecuador yeah. in the World Cup qualifier uh, last week just to see like t- both of them go at it kind of thing like mm. sort of karate style because I think you, and you're, you're only you can only knock it your only final blow can be a kick around the head yeah. I think that would be an excellent matchup. Indeed. Um, Keith Miller's been in touch as well. He says, all right, lads, Michael fucking Owen. You're sincerely, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Keithy, baby. Why you got to be a hater, Keith? Oh, he's he's not necessarily hating, is he? He's just just swearing a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I hear people do karaoke and rap. It's an absolute, I've said it before, it's lame. Would you call five rap? They probably would. I'd call it gangster rap. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, scares me. Apparently, when they were on top of the pops, they would be really annoyed at the producer saying, "You're making us look like a boy band." <laughs> You're really doing that. What is this called? Abs. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's missed yes, this, um, this is because Michael Owen was unveiled on the Masked Singer as the character Donuts. Mm. Um, he made it all the way through to the sixth week, and in his final performance before being voted off, he rapped "Everybody Get Up" by Boy Band Five, and it was painful, wasn't it? It's, <laughs> it was pretty. It's, it's Michael it... Owen putting on a weirdly American accent to sing, which I think a lot of people do, yes. uh, like yeah. as a go-to thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't get anywhere near a note. You do when, when I you're singing sing, Ch- so. Chaz and Dave. Well, know, exactly. <laughs> Right, yeah. So, uh, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Gertia! Uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, little weird little Mickey Owen on the, yeah. on the I think it's on a bit harsh having a go at him. I mean, he's just, you know. The th- man is a charisma vacuum, and yeah. I don't know why he's on my telly no, doing anything. That makes it funny that he's doing stuff like this. Yeah. He's got, his PRs of... going, you've got to do something, like Michael, because yeah, you are, cool. you suck the air out of the room when yeah. you're walking. <laughs> But you suck out of people, the air out of people's front rooms mm. when you're on the telly. Yeah. I was just happy that he did, you know, got through it without pulling up injured. <laughs> oh, it's a very protective oh. suit, the donut. Yeah, it's very <laughs> good, good old cushion. Tremendous. There we are. Way. Well, there. Show at footballramble.com <laughs> for that kind of uh, stuff. Or tweet us at footballramble. Remember to get your questions in for pep talks this Wednesday. It's every Wednesday, but it will be this Wednesday mm-hmm. as well. Um, gentleman Frankie Lampard <clears throat> has agreed to become Everton manager. Yeah. How yeah. about this? I found this quite intriguing, actually. Um, mm. uh, he was—he'd uh, been spotted standing on a street with his agents, and it appeared that he had emerged as the club's preferred choice following a final round of interviews on Friday. That's Frank Lampard on the street. He must that... be Everton manager. <laughs> his feet was on the street. Was he the guy graffitiing everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Lam- out. Lampard for Chelsea. <laughs> um, yeah, I just do think he just—he just saw the blue shirts and thought that'll do. Oh, that's familiar. <laughs> I th- if I squint, I th- it's fine. Yeah, I th- it's interesting with Lampard going to to Everton actually because. Obviously, he well, he was at Derby, of course, and did did pretty well there. And then at Chelsea it didn't quite work out in the end. 
He's still fairly untested, I think one could say, even though he's he's had a big job at Chelsea. But the way it finished at Chelsea was there were suggestions that you know tactically the the players weren't really responding because yeah. we saw the uptake from Thomas Tuchel. Now mm. Tuchel, one could argue before the Chelsea job is one of the most sought after managers, but certainly now what he's done at Chelsea, you'd say he's one of the most sought after managers in in world football. One 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 could say that. Um, but Lampard. It wasn't only maybe sort of tactically, and it's a difficult job at Chelsea, I understand that, but apparently his man management was in question. Yeah. A lot of the players were frozen out. Even like Rudiger, for example, who's come on leaps. Well, I say come on, he was a great player before and he's proved again. Like, well, you, you say that, he but was I mean, one... they, they were a fairly fragile defence under Lampard, weren't they? And that may well be him. But like Rudiger back then wasn't necessarily seen as in the way that we see him now. No, and that may not be his fault. But... Yeah, I, I just think with 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 the, he was certainly one player. And there was a, there was a few others who just seemed to be a bit frozen out under mm-hmm. Lampard. Right. And I think with with a manager, look at say what Guardiola does at Manchester City now. I know Guardiola is one of the finest managers in, in recent years, but he, he gets everybody involved. It's, it's it's a big squad. A lot of you know high-profile players in there, a lot of people who, who've got all the quality. To keep them happy is is, is, a, is a very, very difficult thing. And again, there were suggestions that Lampard didn't really do that at Chelsea. He put, and, your arm, he put his arm around you and go, well, let me tell you about a goal on technology. <laughs> it 2010 was a goal. It was a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's never going to work, that approach, is it? Um, but he did bring through a lot of youth players. The likes of Mason Mount, he helped him on in his career. Reese James as well. So, so there were some positives. But by it's, this... it's bringing in kind of youth players, kind of the, the biggest job for a Premier League um, manager. Though it is about managing massive personalities. But, but, but and people massive say this about Mauricio Pochettino that that actually he prefers younger, sort of hungrier players who mm, he can shape can and mould them. Yeah, exactly. And 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 perhaps Lampard. But with Lampard, he is Frank Lampard. You know, the young mm. players are going to look up to him. Yeah, and and it's not. You can't blame him. That, that actually, if a young player is, is thinking, "Bloody, I'm getting," yeah. told, well, we, they might seeing, listen and respond. We're seeing a bit this more. with Gerard at Villa. Yeah, it, it has a real, real pull, especially to, to as you say, those younger players. Yeah. And I think it will be the same for Lampard at Everton. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is but it's a, a big job. This it is Everton. a big job. But also, as well, I mean, Lampard at Chelsea is is a pretty unique set of circumstances, can, isn't it? Because he's yeah. coming back as one of the most decorated players yes. ever. You know, they're they're all time Premier League top goal scorer, I believe. Like. Well, it's, a unique, it's a unique set of circumstances, isn't mm. it? And it and it's it, it doesn't really the pressure was there. Sure. So I I think a lot of people are intrigued. He's clearly been sought after. You know, he turned down. I think it was the Bournemouth job because he felt he wasn't ready to go back into football. Mm. There was the links to Norwich City, and he felt no, this is a proper relegation scrap. Yeah. Actually, I I don't think I've I've got that. And that's that's quite wise if you think you know. Yeah, because it would be a disaster, wouldn't it? To yeah, get a relegation on his CV. Exactly. Now. And and the offers are there. You know, again, with what he did with Derby, and there were well, there were moments at Chelsea. Let's not be silly. You know, he managed in the Champions League. I think actually Lampard. I'm really intrigued by this because by the sounds of it, he has gone away. And he's thought, right, how can I improve this? And that's fair. Like anybody in any walk of life, you know, you don't, you don't always ace jobs and, and, and so on. You know, mm. you go away and think, well, work on, on, the, on the sort of the man manager. Well, how do players respond? It's just very difficult for a player to go. And it's, as you say, at Chelsea, very, very, you know, his, his name is being sung in the crowd. You know, there's banners with his face yeah. on and all this kind of stuff. It is, it is a tricky one. So, so let's see how he gets on. But he's got to hit the ground running because Everton are in a, a really poor uh, situation at the moment um, with the results and where they are in the league. And, I know people 
will say, well, they're not going to go down. Well, yeah, but you've got to make sure of that as well. Yeah. You don't want them to be looking over well, your shoulder. You go on a run of, of poor results, and Newcastle, we're going to mention in a minute, some of their signings hit the ground running. That's unlikely, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> you know, you, so, but, but one or two other clubs, if Burnley start hitting form, do you know what I mean? You, you really don't want to be yeah. in a relegation scrap. No, absolutely. I don't think Everton will go down. I no. really don't. I think even if they'd stuck with Benitez, I don't think they would have actually ended up going down. Mm. But like, that's not the ambition of Everton, is it? Yeah. It's not the ambition isn't like cling on to the Premier League by your fingernails. Totally. And that's not the ambition that you, you have when you bring in a, a manager like Frank Lampard. Yeah. So and Benitez looks like he'd lost the dressing room. They were he can be quite a distant kind mm-hmm. of character. And there were at times apparently that there were some players were saying that about Lampard, which is quite strange because he often seems quite charismatic and engaging when he's on TV, does some interviews and, and, and so on. So the, the the reports suggest that he's he's gone and worked on certain things and, and, and whatnot. So we shall see. It looks like that Donny van der Beek might be his first signing. And again, that that makes you think: is that the the pull of a, a manager like Lampard? Possibly, because that's that's potentially huge, isn't it? If, I mean, if they obviously ifs and buts um, are always something to be a little bit wary of. But you know, had Everton signed him directly from Everton, mm. sorry from Ajax, everybody would have been like, "Wow, that is a, that's a hell of a coup!" And there's no real reason that it, it shouldn't be viewed as, as a big deal. Mm. It's, it's a you know, well, he's going to be full of beans as well because he's just, he's going to be like I, well I just, rested. I, well, yes, I, yeah. I just want to run around a lot, quite yeah. frankly. Um, and and jog out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But apparently, Big Dunk, Big Duncan Ferguson is thought to be on his way out of the club, yeah. which would be a great just... shame. But um, he's being linked with the Sunderland job, so. It would be a shame not to see him involved with Everton because, you know, he is, a, you know, just toffee through and through. He is. Um, but, uh, but... You're saying he's soft. Yeah. yeah. Soft toffee's not really always soft, is it? Uh, he's a Werther's original. Yes. Uh, but uh, it would be interesting to see him as a number one, though. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? He's probably got a little bit of a taste for it and, you know, mm. so many... Um, Coaches and assistant managers eventually want to make that jump, so now seems a good time if he does want to do that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, Peter, Newcastle, hey, eh? They've been splashing that cash. He did. <laughs> Ferguson, you should play for them. He did indeed, but they have been splashing that money, which we all know they have now. Mm. Um, how are you feeling? They, 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 they've confirmed the signing of Leon midfielder Bruno Guimaraes uh, for 42.1 million euros mm. plus 8 million add-ons. We, we mentioned that uh, 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 last week as well. Um, Guimaraes has described himself as a piano carrier. Well, which is doing a lot of work with the black and white. Yeah, the keys like on the piano. There like you go. It. Brazilian, it's a Brazilian term for someone who does the hard, unseen work. But I that, love stuff like that. But that's also um, uh, who was it? Shankly or somebody? You know, you need you need ten men to carry the piano and one man to play it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so, right. Basically, you just need someone in to sort of. <laughs> yeah. But but I think he's doing himself a disservice there because yes, he has defensive capabilities. You look at some of his stats, you know, in terms of blocks and interceptions, and so on. It's pretty good. But also, though, he's you know the deep lying playmaker that Newcastle mm. have been crying out for. <laughs> Probably need you... a little bit more mobility up top, which hopefully they'll solve. Well, apparently, the end apparently of the... he's, he's, he's again his stats. I was looking at this. He loves a through ball. Yeah. Can you play him and Jonge together? <laughs> I mean, could this be a disaster? It's Aspria all over again, isn't it? <laughs> it <really> is. <laughs> one, too, one too many. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't think about that. Hopefully, he won't step on Jonge's formidable. Hopefully, he'll be twelve points clear of the relegation zone. <laughs> yeah. The end. But then, will he sort of turn to to Shelby and go, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, you know how to pick up parts, but this is how you do the defensive stuff and run. Yeah, put a maybe bit of a shift. it's an education firm. How old is Shelby? Thirty-five or something now. Thirty-five. <laughs> do me a favour. But yeah, I th- I think that's it's, it's a good signing, and 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 it's an interesting signing because it's one of those ones. It reminds me a little bit of um, Jean John Michel Seri when he went to Fulham. Mm. Now, hopefully, it work out a bit better for Guimaraes. But when he went to Fulham, it was like 
Whoa, he, I think he was playing for Nice and he was mm. he was pulling up trees in yeah. France. Mm. And it was like, wow, the, how have Fulham managed to get that? And because he, he was being, I think he was even linked with Barcelona and so now I don't know if it was his agent doing I think a good his job. agent was very good. He was, like but, but he, was, he was a player though and then didn't quite work out. Now he's back playing. Even you've him. done it. He was a player. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it just got in your head. Oh, what? He's a footballer. Ooh. But Gibraltar's reports though is very encouraging. So we shall see. They've also agreed a fee for Big Dan Byrne, the Brighton defender. And Matt Target as well. Yeah. Matt Ritchie's like, you'll be back. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're always back. You're what do you think back. of that though? Big Dan Byrne? I don't, uh, they need all the help they can get in that particular position. So I'm, right? I'm a big fan. He's, He's from f- the Northeast as well. He has, he? yeah. He's um, coming home. So he loses head. Loses fucking head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think Newcastle have done exactly what they needed to do in this window, haven't they? And like with Trippier coming in as well, which seems like months ago now mm. that happened. Um, and Gimmerich is obviously the the, the really shiny, mm. impressive mm. Um, signing. But I think should Chris they Wood. should they gel? Should those players gel? Then it's you should walk out of that. Even if that they don't, no, they, for man for man, they improve their position. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. which is which is cracking. Kraken. Kraken. There we are. Uh, tough weekend for Spurs, though. Their, their long-term target, Adama Traor, has gone to Barcelona on loan yeah. uh, with an option to buy for £30 million. He wasn't sold on the idea of playing right wing-back for Antonio Conte. You know, I... I Which I'm sorry, actually, I, I think that's... Not, Conte does like a, a wing-back and he likes a back three. And the, I mean, I understand Barcelona, although Barcelona obviously, you know, not in the same state that we've seen them in, in previous years, yeah. but still in Barcelona, Newcamp and all that kind of stuff. But I... I you know, I, I thought I thought it was a bit of a shame for Spurs that they didn't get him because he would have fit that system. I think Spurs can do better, really. Do you? So if he, I don't think if he doesn't want to play in that position, mm. then you know you, you can't really lament sure. something that was never to be. And I think just with Traore, it, it, it's an obvious thing to say, but it, you come back to it every time. His end product just isn't there, is it? And well, Spurs need more than that from that position. And I think they will find it. I think you're right with Traore. I think sometimes we look at the, the shiny biceps and the, and the speed and so. I'd take one of his biceps as my bum. Would you? <laughs> there you go. That's that's what we got there at the end. Uh, but he doesn't always start for Wolves, and, uh, yeah. and he's yeah. I know what you mean. He, I mean, uh, uh, the flip side of that is that he does cause absolute chaos in a team's defence, and mm. that really helps when you're piling on pressure. And Spurs are very good at that yeah. that sort of game. Very true. But like I say, I think they will. I think they can. Yeah. Well, their other their other target, Luis Diaz, uh, the, the now ex Porto player, was uh, was snapped up by Liverpool uh, for initial fee of thirty seven and a half million pounds. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has uh, been targeting him for a little while, um, and he he's a player like good goal scorer. I think he's the second top goal scorer at the moment in the Portuguese league. Fourteen uh, so far. Loves an assist. Loves a goal. And Liverpool. It's interesting what they're doing because that front three that has been so, so good, we've said, well, it's not going to last forever. And of course, with Firmino, they have brought in Jota a little bit and, and, yeah. and, and rejig the pack and, and it's worked very, very well. Uh, but but Mane and Salah, and especially with Salah, you know, with the, with the sort of contract uh, stuff and, and whatnot going on, they need reinforcements at some point. And Luis Diaz looks like a very good player, Colombia international as well. Um, apparently, when Daniel Levy found out that Liverpool were hijacking uh, the transfer, he threatened to report Liverpool's recruitment staff to uh, to John Henry and Mike Gordon, the uh, the owners. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell Re- on you. <laughs> Liverpool to themselves. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, essentially, when when Henry and Gordon found out, they were absolutely delighted with the star strategy. I bet they were. Well, you're 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 saying that my men have mugged you off. Yeah, and you're meant. To, I'm meant to be unhappy about this. They've got us a really good deal. <laughs> yeah. when we might have lost out to you. <laughs> so sorry. And this is okay. 
It's a, it's, it's a very, very strange one. But to top it all off, though, you see, losing out to Barcelona and Liverpool, that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you've got to know sometimes where you are in the pecking order. You know, that, that, can, be, that can be quantified. But on Saturday, 19-year-old Lewis winger Ollie Tanner turned down a move to Spurs from the Isthmian League. Because he was dissatisfied with the personal terms they offered him. What on earth? I'd rather no, no, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, he clearly's obviously got a bit of talent, and he thinks, well, if Spurs are offering, then then someone else yeah. will come along. Sorry, it's a, a bold thing. It's a zero hours contract. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, I'd love to know the full story there because that is that is really quite strange. Funny. Yeah, the word's funny. That is, yeah, the word is <laughs> funny. Oh, funny, funny, peculiar, and just. Fucking funny. Oh, dear. Well, let, let's finish the show on uh, some remarkable news. This mm. has been bubbling away for, for some time, but it's official now. Christian Eriksen has signed for Brentford until the end of the season. Pete Doddleson, I'm, what a turnaround. I'm already sort of getting the goosebumps when he you know, finally dirties his, his boots. I think it's just, Imagine when he comes on. It's going to yeah. be fucking great. I mean, I, I know that uh, Brentford, they've got a lot of great Danes down there. Jim. Yes, there's a lot of Danish internationals there yes. already, aren't they? Which, but, was, which but Eric, is I mean, nice. I, 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 just, just, uh, well, it's lost <laughs> for words. No, but I am, though, because yeah. my mind has just gone back yeah. to that harrowing moment mm. during the European Championships. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. No, it really no. wasn't. And to think that that man is going to, and now I know people might say, oh, but it's reckless and people will have varying opinions, but apparently, you know, medically, everyone's like, he's Absolutely fine. Like yeah. we cannot find anything now. I know in Italy their rules are a little bit different, and and one of them, you know be a few reasons. One of them is is you know he's, he's left there because I th- I don't think it was possible for him to yeah, play. The, carry rule, on. the, the yeah. league um, it's against the rules to play with. Yes, that and device. You know he's he's a wonderful wonderful player. Like mm. uh, he, he was so so good at Tottenham, and he really started to you know affect. Inter's uh, fortunes as well when, well, he when won they the managed league. to get a tune out of him. Yeah, because it, it didn't quite work out at first, did it? But he, mm. you know, he adapted his game and, and people started to see what a good player he was. And it's a huge, huge signing for, for Brentford. This, yeah, uh, absolutely massive. Totally, yeah, absolutely. Oh, gentlemen, just before we go, uh, strange contract clauses are, are always an enjoyable uh, thing to talk about, and we mentioned this on Friday. Robin Guzens uh, has joined Inter from Atalanta on loan. Uh, it's an 18-month loan, but as soon as Inter score a goal in a competitive match next season, they have to buy him for 25 million euros. <laughs> What's the point? What on earth? <laughs> director crying. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing has happened. Presumably if it's, if it's he scores. No. no it's just the, a, the, yeah, the report is as yeah. soon as Inter score a goal. He's helping. He's on the field and he's helping. I guess he has to be on the field, presumably. Mm. To affect it, it's fascinating little clause that I've wonderful. No idea. I've no it's just idea. Seeing, seeing what they can get away with, right? <laughs> like, can, you, can you just put anything in a contract? Let's give it a go. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, there we are. That's where we finish uh, today, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Um, on tomorrow's show, oi, it's us bloody lads again. Yes, oi, oi. come on, more <laughs> one pants chat, please. <laughs> <laughs> there we are until oh. tomorrow. Oh, you're, go on. Your your wee sounded like Pac-Man dying just then. My wee? Yeah, your wheeze. Oh, my wheeze. I was going to say, how dare you accuse me of that in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, dear. Interesting. There we are. Thank you very much, Jimmy. You're welcome. Thank you, Peter. Ta-ta. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you all tomorrow. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 